our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends that have a lot to say. Hello, Sonia. How have you been? Hi, I've been so good. How have you been? I just love that you're in a, what would we call this? Like a singlet? <laughs> like a, a, a shirt with like Sonia just looks like she's living the best sunny life. I have only seen her like wrapped up in cold winter attire with blankets because Sonia resides in Toronto now. You're such an exaggerator with blankets as if I like live in, I was going to say student flats in Dunedin where like your flat is colder than the outside, but central heating exists in Canada. So I have been in long sleeves for a very long time, but it's spring and it's so hot and it's really hot in my apartment. So yeah, this is me for the next few months. I just love it. I It's just getting colder in the side of the world for those that don't know. Sonia's in Canada. I'm in New Zealand. We have opposite seasons. So as like she gets warmer and warmer, I'm looking outside and we're two weeks away from winter and I want to fly away. I have not had a winter in New Zealand. For, this is like my first time in three years. I've just been like out of the country every time it's winter. So Sonia, this week's episode is an interesting one. I think we've gotten a lot of relationship related questions and I think it makes sense. Like one of the biggest causes for divorce is money problems. One of the biggest stresses of people's lives is quote unquote money problems. So how do we deal with that, especially when it comes into the context of relationships? So I love this question and we'll just get straight into it. Dear Sam and Sonia, I was wondering if you've ever shared your thoughts or asked your followers about exactly how they share their finances with their spouses or live-in partners. Like what do most people do split-wise? It would be cool to start a conversation on that. I would really like to know. I'm thinking of doing something like taking 20% of my monthly pay for my own spending and then putting 30% towards a shared life together, like paying bills and rent, maybe 20% for shared savings and 30% for our child. And then just set that all up as an automatic transaction for the various monthly accounts. So just a reminder, she said 20% for monthly payments of her own slash personal savings. 30% towards shared life together, 30% for their child, and then 20% for shared savings. 
I'll add another layer onto this. My husband supports his parents with lots of things, and sometimes I find it really unfair that he takes our joint money and gives it to them because I think it's not fair that the, of the pressure that they put on him. The reason why I'm doing this split and not sharing finances anymore is so that he can give his parents money for his 20% spending pool, and that way it doesn't come out of our shared spending account. I haven't really pitched this yet, but I really wanted to ask you guys and your platform on advice before I do. Also, if one partner earns more than the other, is a percentage split fair or should it be set by a dollar amount per month? I actually think you guys have talked about this before. I just forgot exactly where. I think it was one of your questions on a story or podcast. Would love to be guided in the right direction. Thank you so much in advance. Oh, this is wonderful. Before we get into what we think this person should do specifically, I just wanted to generally have a chat around the different ways that people split their finances. In your experience, what do you tend to see? Like, is it that people all tend to do like percentage base or they all just put it all in one account and they share? Mm. I just want to say I've never been in a position where I'm sharing finances with a man, so I don't have personal experience with this and she never yet. will i'm kidding <laughs> ah, you don't know what will happen you know i feel like i've surprised you a few times here and there but i think from what i've seen it's been quite traditional it's been everyone especially if they're getting married i was going to say getting engaged getting married or if they're living together i have seen everyone just merge their bank accounts and everything goes in one pot and that's, I feel like now in 2023, a little bit unpopular. I'm seeing a lot of people step away from that. With the online community, I am seeing a lot of splitting finances and there is such a discourse about it. And I am so excited to talk about it today. How about you? What have you seen? I think a day to day, I've seen even people that have been married for like 20, 30 years go down the track of, well, actually it's not abnormal anymore to split finances. Like you kind of mm -hmm. grow up thinking that to split finances is almost like asking for an open marriage. Like it's seen as such a, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? How dare yeah. you like want to be separate and do your own thing? And so to see like even marriages like in my life around me where the partners, often the women will go, look, I love you. We do have this joint account. We have our assets tied together. We have our house together. We have our retirement accounts together. We have children. We're happily married. There's nothing wrong with you, but I want my own money and I don't want you to be nitpicking where I put that. And it sounds like this person, I'm sure we'll get to it later, but it sounds like she's in a similar boat where she is almost like, look, well, if he's going to do stuff with his money that I don't like, then let's just separate out some of that money. As she's mentioned, she's got a husband, so she's married. So it it seems to be a trend where it's maybe would have been weird when they first started like 20, 30 years ago, but now it's like, yeah, do it. And in terms of young couples, I think I'm seeing just as many people put all of their money together and then maybe have like separate saving accounts, but not necessarily separate spending accounts. And I don't see a lot of people putting their money together until they uh, move in or get married. I think it's like yeah. not the norm to do it, at least my experience beforehand. Yeah. I think when you move in together or when you 
get engaged, you're getting married, I feel like that signifies a lot of stability and commitment to like, okay, we're in this for the long term and that's why people feel more comfortable rather than, I don't know, I'm sure there's people out there that merge their finances within a few weeks of knowing each other and it's all worked out and they don't have a problem with it, it works for them. My question to you is, do you think there's a right and a wrong way to do finances? Absolutely. Always. hundred percent. There's always a right. Tell me. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't think that there is a right or wrong way, but there's a way that I would and wouldn't do it. And therefore it's right and wrong for me. (laughs) Let's get into it. I don't think I would put any amount of money with a partner unless I was married. Mm -hmm. And that's just like a very South Asian way of looking at things. Like I know that for a lot of people, marriage is not even an end goal or it's not something that matters. But for me, I'm kind of like if the government's involved, then you get my money because there are legal systems in place where if something happens, well, we have prenups. And I know that you can have prenups outside of marriage, but it's just my very like traditional way of looking at things. I would not put finances together with someone also if I did not trust that we were on the same page with finances. Like if I was to marry someone and I was like, oh, they're a great person in every aspect, but our money behaviors are so different. I don't think I would join my finances with them. I'd be like, I love you, but clearly some part of me just wants to contribute a small amount, like 30% into our joint pot. And let's just keep everything else separate because like not everything has to be shared in life. Like what's wrong with, oh my God, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. (laughs) No, you're not. I think I'm kidding. (laughs) It's like season one of Indian matchmaking where they're like, do you have to do everything with your husband? Like, don't you get tired? Oh, I love Arpana. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was Arpana. But I think realistically what I see as like green flags or what I would most likely do is sort of if I was living with someone, it would be like the joint. You know how when you have a flat and you've got the joint flat account and you put in the expenses that then come out of that account? I think it would either be that or it would be all of it together plus separate emergency funds. And all of our spending just comes in and out of one account. That is how I would do it. I do not think that that is the best way for everyone. And I've met plenty of people where I know that that situation actually doesn't work for them. Mm. What would you do? I've thought about this. I've thought about this recently just because I'm like, what do we do when we're in that situation? I don't want to just think about it when I'm there. You know, it's actually Mm. quite fun to think about what you would do. I think – you know, and this is assuming we've had really great conversations about these are our goals. This is what we want to do. Like we want to own a house or we want to travel. I like the idea that we're splitting expenses or like splitting money percentage wise based on how much you earn. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I also think in terms of, I know a lot of people do the, I'm going to do a lot of the housework and I, a lot of the cooking and I'm going to do all these domestic tasks for you if you wouldn't mind, like, covering majority of the expenses in the household. Please, like, praise be. God, if you're listening, I just want this to happen. Like, I would want someone to 
go halves on me with housework and cooking. I don't like cooking. I can clean, sure, but... Do you not like cooking? I can keep myself alive. You cook so much for me. I thought it was like one of your love languages. Guys, what I've cooked for Simran is either hash browns, toast... I made your coffee a few times. It's like breakfast food. I love it. You're so good at it. I've tried to get into cooking a little bit more because, you know, I'm 26. We can't be playing these games anymore. I can't be living off breakfast food all day and eating out is just very expensive. So I'm trying to get a little bit better, but I would hope in terms of like domestic tasks and stuff, we'd split there. So I like the idea of... (laughs) splitting percentage-wise based on how much you earn, that's an ideal, you know? If in a few years we're still doing this and you're like, (laughs) Sonia, you know, you've met a man, how are you splitting finances? It's not how I'm, like, laying it out today. I don't want to hear anything, you know? I feel the same way. I'm, like, listening to myself say this and I'm like, but this might be different in practice versus <laughs> yeah. my theory of like, absolutely, we'll put it all together, like we'll share everything. I might meet someone and go, mm, yeah, it's going to be different. Yeah. It also depends on like, like you said, the level of involvement they have in the family households. Like maybe they're a part-time worker and they spend more time helping around domestically. Like, are, are you really going to expect them to put in 50-50 of like finances? Like, no, you'd probably yeah. be putting in more. Like it's... All these but where ways. I yeah, but where I agree with you in terms of when you even start doing that, it's if we're living together and if we're married, you know, I I wouldn't do it before then. I just wouldn't be comfortable with doing that. And also within the splits, I would have my own personal bank account and like my own personal like savings and stuff because I also would send money to my parents and like my family. And I wouldn't want them to think that I'm using our joint money to do that because I think that's unfair unless you've had a conversation about it and everyone's happy. But from our reader, from our reader, from our writer who wrote into us, our listener, all the adjectives, I feel like they're not comfortable with it, which is why it's an issue. I'm glad you brought that up because going into what she's asked, it sounds like her bringing the idea of splitting up finances actually comes from the root cause of her partner is sending money to his parents and she's like if he's gonna do it I'd rather he do it from the 20% of his own money and I just have 20% of my own money I can see where she's coming from and I think if that works with both of them it makes sense but my question to you around that is if he's gonna give 20% of his money and you're spending in a way that actually doesn't bother him what difference does it make for you to have a separate account for 20% and he has a separate account for 20%. Like, is the actual issue talking to him about how much money he's giving to his parents? Or is it, well, if he's going to give 20% or an amount that's around that much to his family, then I should do whatever I want with my own? Like, it's almost like a tit for tat. Mm. Or am I just reading it wrong? No, I think it's a fair question. Like, I wonder if there's, like, shared goals that they're aiming towards and that pot of money that he's giving to his parents takes away from saving towards a particular goal. Like for their children. Yeah. So I wonder if there's that a little bit. Like why can we not put a little bit more towards our child? 
For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone, and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the difference would be. It does seem I feel like every other episode we're like, I have a conversation. But that I feel like gets so <laughs> old. You know to have a conversation, but it's nice to see what other people are doing. Is there any person in your life that is doing finances with their partner that you look at them and you're like oh my god this is perfect honestly I really like the way that my parents do it where it didn't used to be perfect and then they basically got their main account which has like maybe 90% of their money that they pull together they've got two kids they've got their assets together but they both have separate spending accounts where they just don't bother each other about manual spending and they don't bother each other about like, hey, did you donate X amount here? But it's quite funny because one day they didn't realize and they both donated a significant amount of money to a charity and the charity gives you a book when you donate and then two books arrived and they were like, wait, did you? And the other one was like, wait, did you as well? That's so funny. I think that's so cute. Yeah, and so it works out really well because it just means that you – have a little bit of like if if your issue in your relationship is like nitpicking what you spend money on, then like sort it out by not letting them see what you spend money on. Am I right, yeah. ladies? Literally. I want to ask you. Her last question was also: Should you split it dollar wise, or should you split it based on percentage? Like, are you going to be like fifty fifty always, or should you base it on income? In your experience, I think you should base it on income because I feel like from previous stories that we've heard from our community, from our listeners, which is what you also asked, and also how my friends are influenced in their relationships. I feel like it just builds up resentment and pettiness when you don't do it based on income because then you start tracking. You're like, oh my God, they didn't take the rubbish out. They didn't put their dishes in the dishwasher and I we're going in 50-50. Like it just uh, seems very petty. Yeah. Again, like I would hope – that if you're having conversations with your partner, it doesn't matter. But you don't know. Like sometimes when you get super annoyed and when you're fighting, you bring that stuff up, you know, and it bubbles until it comes to the surface. Is that a saying? I 100% agree with you. And it's just one of those really interesting scenarios where we could probably talk about this forever. We could do seasons, not episodes on this conversation, but I hope that you have found this very helpful listener. I hope you have a really great conversation with your partner. And I think the root issue is not 
if you should split money, but more where that money that you're using together is going. And if that it looks like it's going to be easier for you if it's just in a separate account and you don't have to see it and you don't have to know what he does with that 20%, that's what mm-hmm. gives you peace. If ignorance is bliss, what's wrong with that? <laughs> We've grown. We can live like There's that. There's nothing wrong with that. We're all leaning towards being a little bit more oblivious nowadays. So Now that is a great place to end this episode. Now, if you have a money confession or a hot take, send us as much information as possible. Email us at hello at girlsthatinvest.com or send us a DM and you may just be featured in next week's episode. Until next week, Sonia. Till next week, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer. Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.